What is up, everyone, and welcome to the What You Got podcast, where we talk topics A to Z and everything in between. Today, we're discussing a little bit of a revenge film, and that is The Heart of They Fall, Netflix's newest Western movie. It's been a minute since I've watched a Western there, bud, and I'm quite excited to discuss this one because it had a colorful cast of characters and a rather uh, interesting plot. Obviously, you have the classic tropes, but some newer elements as well. I'm curious to see where you went with this. Uh, you can start it in a number of different places. So with that, bud, what you got? Well, Palmer, uh, this movie, yeah, I can't remember the last time I watched a Western, honestly. And um, it was uh, this movie was it was entertaining. Um, I definitely felt like it dragged a little bit, though, I, I will say. I felt like it was a little too long. Um, and we could definitely go more into the plot details uh, a little later. But because um, I ha- definitely have some nitpicky comments about the plot. <laughs> but I, um, no, I, th- I thought it was like overall just like a fun movie. I did, you know, I have like my criticisms. I did feel like sometimes it was a little cliche, a little cheesy at times. But, you know, overall, I thought the acting and the performances, like was superb nobody really faulted in in any way thought everybody did a pretty good job um it definitely had it's i definitely like like you said colorful cast of characters i thought they were all really interesting i especially like lakeith stanfield's character he's was just fantastic in every way like um just always did exactly what i was expecting him to do uh so and he was just a sly person just a sly little devil but um Anyways, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I think everybody was great. Uh, it was a fun movie. Definitely has some issues, though, and we can definitely go into that a little bit more. But I'm curious, what are your thoughts? <laughs> oh, man, well, I think I concur. I definitely picked up on some things that we can talk about a little bit later. But when you take a step back and just look at it for just being a fun Western mm-hmm. where people are going to get shot up oh, and they're going to make some it's jokes. A, it's yeah, a, it's a movie you'll have a good time watching it for sure. Absolutely. And so when it's funny you mentioned the, the duration of it, yeah. because when I, I watched it with my dad this past weekend and when I turned on, I was like, wow, two hours and 15 minutes. That's a it's kind of a commitment. Let's see what we can do here. So I wasn't sure how they would build it all up. And the plot was, you know, the end would be the revenge. And before we get into that, let me begin by saying spoiler alerts, people. This is a rather new film. So if you were planning on watching it and you don't want any spoilers, please hop off. Let's do an older episode. We got a bunch of them now. Uh, and then uh, come back when you've seen it. But continuing. Um, but no, so it, I wasn't sure where they were going to build it all up to and if it was going to follow kind of a traditional style or if it would be a little bit different, maybe a little more artistic. And ultimately, I think I got more or less what I was expecting out of it. Yeah. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. So you talk about a lot. I'm just curious. So. I mean, it's a revenge flick. Yes, Naturally, it's a, it's you probably have flick. some some crazy killer opening scene or something that instigates all of the action. Yeah. So with that, bud, what did you think of the very first scene with young Nat Love? Um, I thought it was a good way to kind of like set the tone for the movie. Um, that uh, the villain who we don't know, like who it is yet and i always can and i thought it was totally gonna like i already knew that um the actor was in the movie so like but like it was clear that the they were really building up to be like surprise he's in the movie um but i um 
Uh, yeah, I just thought I thought it was a good scene. I thought you know I like knew it was gonna be a revenge. I didn't actually know it was gonna be a revenge movie. I didn't really know what, what the plot was going in. I just knew it was a western, and then it had a couple of actors like uh, Regina King, in it, uh, like Keith Stanfield as well, um, and going like so the opening sequence so i was just like okay so that they're setting the tone for the movie and this guy's a total you know jerk and a half uh kills this kid's parents sorry spoilers but it's the first two minutes of the movie and then like you know basically brands him on his forehead with a scar so uh yeah i mean pretty gruesome kind of opening in a sense like the cat the kid's like 10 years old and it's just like damn like that guy is ruthless uh, yes uh, whoever did that um and like uh i definitely wanted to know more about like why he did it and i have to say when the payoff when you finally learned i was a little disappointed on the whole thing so um we can get to that a little bit later but i'm curious kind of what your thoughts were on this opening sequence oh man kind of like yourself i mean establish the stakes right off of the bat i was super curious so once again they didn't reveal who the the villain was but you know from the the trailers you kind of knew but um so i you didn't know what the relationship was clearly there had been a pre-established relationship with the father and this individual and so ultimately guy kills the mother guy kills the father i wasn't sure if he was gonna kill the kid i wasn't sure if it like i knew like revenge i wasn't sure if it was somebody who was outside of the house or if it was one of them but um, so it lets the kid live. But as you said, he kind of like brands him. And I was so surprised by the fact that not surprised. It was interesting that the cross, like a cross was the uh, symbol he put on his head. I was like, I don't know if that was supposed to be something more like symbolic or artistic. Wasn't or if his that dad was supposed just to be like, like a pastor. Oh, you're right. I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah he was like a mm, mm-hmm. interesting, interesting. Yeah. yeah, no, so I thought that was fast. But I mean, it just. I kind of loved the the ruthlessness. Of, I mean, sometimes you just have to have a villain mm-hmm. who does not mind <laughs> killing anybody, yeah. and clearly from the jump that was established. Mm-hmm. So I was I was ready for it. Yeah, I'm buckled in. Nice. Oh man, I I was actually kind of curious though when um the hand was revealed on the guy with the shoulder and it was of a, a scorpion so mm-hmm. same scene and you don't you see this guy's face and you know it's a bad guy yeah. and then fast forward to years later um and i guess there's just this same individual the guy with the scorpion on mm-hmm. the hand walks into a, a church and you see did you know from the jump that the man who was praying was the protagonist oh yeah i knew that, that was gonna be the case and I did kind of find it funny though that they kind of just like they show the opening scene of where the you know his character kind of sees his mom and dad get you know brutally murdered in front of him. He gets you know basically branded on his forehead with a cross, and um, and then the, the next scene he's already enacting revenge on the first guy. And I was like, really? Like we couldn't have done like a montage of him like his life as he grew up without parents or kind of seeing that like motivation stir in, but it was just like right into the get go. We are just killing off the, one of the first guys we saw literally two seconds ago. And and that was like where I was like, okay, really like a little disappointed on that sense, especially since we could talk about the length of the film and just like the story pacing overall. Uh, Dude, that was my number two question. That was my number two question. Pacing. Yeah. Like the, there was a lot of, I think, almost like filler 
I felt like in in the in the plot like uh but we, you know we can get to it as we talk through the movie a little bit but like what were your initial thoughts as like kind of we you know we fast forward to like 20 years later we see mm-hmm. Nat Love just you know in the church Mr. Guy with the scorpion hand comes <laughs> and and uh basically he just, blows know, him blows away. him away and had that little bit of a tarantino flair to it i, I thought dude i kept getting tarantino like mm. hits when i was watching this i mean just the fact that a it's a western mm. well, i know that's not classic but, yeah you know he's done it more of late and then b it's revenge flick so that's very much in tarantino and then c when he just started lighting him up i mean mm. the amount of blood yeah, and yeah. everything some of the camera angles i was like oh this there's is- a lot of like big like beat downs with like blood just splashing everywhere and i'm like it's definitely like going over the top which is like tarantino style but like (laughs) not like it's drawing from like tarantino influence but i wouldn't say it's like trying to copy a tarantino film no absolutely and then it's also they had some just in terms of the dialogue those like little one-off quips where it was had nothing to do with anything Uh but somebody's talking about something random and it gets worked into the conversation while they're killing somebody or doing something yeah. else so very much uh in terms of the tarantino but kind of to your point as well so it took me a second i, th- I thought it was the main character not love i wasn't positive but then i mean you see that obviously he's trained himself and he blows a guy away he's pretty good with a gun yeah. and throughout the movie they make mention of the kind of individual he is but they never really talk about his progression and that is something i would have liked to, to hear a little bit more yeah. about because he went from literally, I guess, a pastor's child mm. to a killer of men who like robs robbers. So it's kind of a jump. What happened uh, in between there? But I know no, that was just. Uh, I know. I fir- at first I actually thought he was a bounty hunter. That was my mm. original thought, especially since it cuts like the next scene after he kills the guy. It's like two other people, like two other guys, I guess, who are part of his crew, are like gunning down. Like the the I forget what their gang is called, like the Crimson the Crimson Hood, and yes. um and I'm like oh they're bounty hunters you know they're like these people are clearly like in like hooded masks they just you know robbed a bank and they're just gunning them down, but like what it really is is just a revenge thing, so it's not necessarily that he's a bounty hunter he's just like kind of an outlaw and that wasn't like clear especially since. He goes on later in the movie to say that I don't want to rob a bank. I don't rob banks. So I was like, is he's he's not is he an outlaw or is he just somebody who's a bounty hunter going out and like seeking revenge? Like, what is his life story? We don't see him be an outlaw, especially since. And this, I'm gonna talk about the ending scene here a little bit. Talk about it, bro. Idris Elba. Said his main motivation was to turn him into an outlaw, but we never yes. see that side of him other than him literally just killing Idris Elba's uh, gang. Yep, yep, or robbing that bank one one time, time because, because of which I have criticisms for that entire plot. Bro, but like, bro, <laughs> that was one of my like that was my equivalent of Spectre. When freaking Remy Malik lets the little girl go. That was that for me. This girl. Oh my gosh. Uh, or sorry, that's very dude. Uh, no time, time to, to die. die yeah. Goodness gracious. Yeah, dude. Uh, 
Oh, uh, all right. Well, okay, I can tell this is this podcast episode will swell at that point in time. It'll definitely swell. Oh my god! I was just like, yeah, I would have liked a little bit more uh, backstory. I think they could have changed a little bit of like the middle to the end, like cut a lot of that out and kind of do a little bit more backstory to Nat Love, his rise in his gang. Maybe like see him kind of become an outlaw. Like maybe he's forced into it because of his. Uh, orphaned childhood and he had to do a lot of terrible things but and we don't really see that we don't really know his story and it would have been cool to explore that because his character himself is pretty good and it's just you know unfortunate that like that's held back and this character well like a good it's a little like one or two dimensional and then it does it doesn't get that fleshed out because of this lack of a backstory that we never really get to see Definitely. And while we're on the topic of all of this and pacing, I guess the scene following that mm-hmm. was the um, break into the train and the yeah. release of Idris Elba from his imprisonment. Charlie, yes. Yeah. What did we, uh, what do we think? What do we think? Um, I actually like that scene. It was, a, it was a good scene. I think it really like establishes like kind of like his main crew i guess which is uh regina king and lakeith stanfield's characters i mean like they're really good characters uh, you know i think they're definitely like standout characters especially um lakeith stanfield like it's just it's like i'm not a violent man i don't like violence <laughs> he's just a he's just a subterfuge in the make like you know um and it's great and like but like trudy or uh, regina king is just all about violence just like gunning people down and it's great these characters are complete like well not really complete opposites i think like keith stanfield is just more of like i'm not the confrontational type i'm the deceptive right like wave the red flag and then stab you in the back kind of type but um that's great his character was so well written he did a he did a great job I, i can only sing praises to it and this scene really highlights that um but like at when they were like oh you know we have a pardon and my first thought was just like then why did you hijack the train and then they're like in exchange for killing every one of you on board i'm like oh so they at least okay (laughs) but see i I, so i appreciated that nuance too but at the same time it almost felt like that was almost unnecessary as as it was a little unnecessary to me as well like they could have gone about this in a different way if they truly had like a pardon to release him in exchange for like killing like this unit like first of all is there no like court of law like i'm confused <laughs> they're gunning these people down for raiding and stealing a village of silver and this guy that they have imprisoned like is in prison for doing probably like way more murder than what this unit army did and like they just get freaking executed by an outlaw gang <laughs> i mean come on the nuance is great that they covered their tracks and the, like we had the pardon and stuff but really like was this necessary i agree with that point all right per- and i almost would have respected it more if they literally shot up the entire thing and killed everybody yeah. immediately and like maybe left one dude alive and been like Oh yeah, so he gets a pardon, and we needed to just kill you guys. It would have made more sense, yeah. I think, kind of. But I understand they needed to use it as an opportunity to flesh out both Regina and like Keith's characters. Mm. But uh, yeah, Cherokee I feel like Bill, you could have like just Keith. not had that in there, because like Honestly? it's shown that this gang is ruthless multiple yep. times throughout the movie. You could have just, you know, took the pardon out 
showed the, had them show up on the train and just murder them all to free the guy, like to free Andrew Zelda's character. And that would have been fine. Nobody would have had any quarrels, and I would we'd be moving on from this scene. But instead, we gotta talk about this ridiculous pardon plot, <laughs> dude. That is yes, yes. That is see. I mean, it's I, I can appreciate what the writers are doing. They're like, yeah, let's make it. Let's put some layers in yeah. here. But like you said, here we are still talking about it. We could have been. It's could have been done a couple minutes ago, yeah. but uh, it's just like. Uh, just some didn't really think that one through I think yeah I, I think yeah, they probably yeah, had like yeah. a different idea for how it was gonna go and they might have rewritten it but they still wanted to keep that part of the plot in and then and it just mm-hmm. kind of stayed and it just I, I don't think it ends up working and I, it's not like a plot hole or anything but it's just yeah. it's just it doesn't make sense <laughs> it's just not I don't know I wouldn't have done that I would have done it differently but I mean, other than that, but you, and you still could have introduced the characters that way. I just figured, like, like you could literally have the exact same scene, and it would have been excellent. It would have been excellent if you just removed the whole pardon fiasco, but uh, <laughs> it would have been excellent. You introduced Regina King and Lakeith Stanfield and even um, Idris Elba's character, and you can just, boom, the ruthlessness. Yep. But maybe they wanted to show, maybe they did the pardon thing so they can keep them all alive, and then Idris Elba can show his ruthlessness, kill everyone except the, this guy. Like, I don't know. But you show that so often from a the opening scene in the movie, and then mm-hmm. other times when he's in his town of Redwood, where the guy, like a guy, just like says like one bad thing about him, he just guns him down in the street. Like, never say <laughs> that again. <laughs> Could have been so many Dude, other was... opportunities to really show how, like how ruthless of a person he is, but no, abs- absolutely, 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 all those points. And yeah, I mean, like you, you've, there are plenty of examples throughout the film. And even if you wanted to do it in such a way where it was like they were, and by they, I mean Nat Love and his gang were discussing them, and maybe you have snippets to something like that, but you don't have to go into the entirety of the mm-hmm. scene. You can just kind of show how each character is like, yeah. oh, I hear Cherokee Bill's the fastest, and it's just him shooting people or something. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like there could have been something a little different, but it's okay. Mm-hmm. We moved on from that, and we moved on to, I guess the next scene then was uh, Nat Love reconnecting with, what, Stagecoach Mary, yeah, who was played by coach. Zazie Beats. Zazie Beats, yeah. Mary Fields, I believe, and uh, our stagecoach yes. Mary. Um, yeah, I mean that, that was you know I had no problems with this scene. You know, like he, it kind of like expands upon I guess like his a little bit of his past life. It develops his character a little bit more. We kind of get to see kind of the his old love interest, um, and I guess the life he could have had, but we don't really know why she hates him now. And we never really learn why. Would have been a good backstory, probably. Who knows? It could have been something that was. I don't know. But um, yeah, I I don't really have too much to say about this. It was kind of like moving the plot along. You know, it wasn't like I don't think it was anything significant in the sense. But what are your thoughts here? No, you raise a good, and that's kind of what I was going to ask about um, from you. Did you buy the romantic relationship between the two? Just because they never really addressed what happened in the past. I mean, you could infer based on their personalities that obviously there were both strong, strong characters yeah. and they might butt heads mm-hmm. or not necessarily to eye to eye to eye. But I was confused because first she kissed him, then she slapped him. Mm-hmm. And, and then, then they kind of started getting yeah. back into it again. And I was like, 
um, okay. I'm trying to. I'm just trying to catch up to where yeah. we're at yeah. as a as a couple. Mm-hmm. So I didn't. I, I needed answers there, and I didn't get them. It, and unfortunately, what's interesting is that the majority of the movie, I feel like they weren't together. Like she was either captured or he was off doing something else. I know. So you never got a chance never really to see like, that blossomed and then i think he randomly proposes and then she's like no yep and that was kind of the end of that whole relationship and so like again it's just like why was this i mean i can understand like i'm fine with the keeping it in there if you want to like kind of use it as a development for the characters but it's not really developed upon or it's really not really brought up again because like you said they're not really in the movie together that often so it could have been, I don't know, workshopped a little bit more to maybe have these characters develop some kind of uh, arc with them throughout the movie as they go through like this whole revenge plot. But No, at, but I, well, the one thing I did really enjoy about that kind of sequence was my girl Cuffy coming through. You introduced yeah. her. She's like the bouncer to the mm-hmm. little, I guess, saloon or whatever it is. And she's a little like a little thing, but... She holds it down. She deters any yeah. ne'er do wells and does it with style. So yeah. I, I really like I enjoyed that character. I liked a her lot. little opening sequence. Like, her name's Cuffy. They call me Cuffy or whatever. Um, <laughs> yep. it, was, it was good after she just like brings out her fisticuffs and just flattens two people trying to enter the bar with their weapons. <laughs> it was great. Oh my gosh, she's gonna take them to jail, mm-hmm. give them their weapons when they're on their way mm-hmm. out of town. I said, yeah. yes, get you a Cuffy. Mm-hmm. I think the scene really just kind of wanted to introduce like his former lover, like Mary Fields and Cuffy, who would be central to the plot and also kind of just puts a buck or yeah, buck, right? Um, Not buck. Love. Love. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Buck is Idris Elba. Love into this. What's that town called again? I don't remember. But um, into the situation so we can move the plot forward so we can get meet with Marshall reeves and yep. uh you know team up with him to take down buck i guess so. yes there were a lot of names a lot of names, lot of names. and i was actually kind of i was th- i wanted to know what you thought so sometimes a revenge flick is done more in, in terms of solo mm-hmm. how did you feel about this involving uh mary and nat and then i guess jim the young guy and pickett who's the slightly older guy and then cuffy and then um reeves as well what you think of a team kind of uh um mission? i liked it i mean it because it, i from what i understand it was like love was putting together his old gang but he also didn't know who cuffy was so i guess she was kind of like a new addition to the gang but i think everybody else was people he'd worked with before um so it was just like yeah you gotta help me take down uh you know bringing the old crew back together to you know take down the man i've been hunting for all my life but we don't really know what this crew or his gang has done in the past because like we've already mentioned that they don't expand upon the deeds of his outlaw life if he wasn't even an outlaw even though it's like heavily implied that he might not actually be an outlaw um because i don't know it just doesn't seem to make sense I think once again it reinforced. Just watch this and have fun. Yeah. Just watch, just this watch and have fun. fun. Like it's it's got it's got a great shootout scenes. Yep. Um. Like especially the last like thirty minutes of the movie, 
and it's a fun time. It's a fun movie with a lot of quirky dialogue. Definitely has its like Western cliches in there, but like you know maybe they put did that on purpose to make the movie just fun. Um, but the plot is just like. <laughs> Uh, you know, if you really like look at it, it's obvious shit. Why did you laugh? Yeah. <laughs> but why did you laugh? <laughs> um, I mean, because like the funny thing is like he meets with Reeves, U.S. Marshal Base Reeves, who arrests him under like just to give him a chance for revenge because he somehow knows that love is after revenge um, and doesn't arrest him for being, you know, an outlaw. Mm. And like doesn't yes. arrest and like he it's already says like, I don't rob banks, I don't do this, that, whatever, but Also, why sense. did he need to arrest him? Why couldn't he just said, Hey, just meet me outside of town so we can go get this guy? Yeah, I don't know why either. I think there's a point in the movie where Love says that no, like I didn't want you to get too involved, but like he didn't was he he wasn't in on it. Like <laughs> Base Reeves or the Marshal Reeves just arrests him to just, like take him away. Like no way Love was in on like am I missing the part where he's in on it? Was that scene supposed to imply that he was in on it? Because I did not seem that way. Like I was just really confused by that. I'm not gonna lie to you. I watched this film. Okay, so I was not to say I was multitask. I was multitasking a little bit. Mm-hmm. I was doing like some things with cards while watching. Yeah, but I was paying close attention, mm-hmm. and there were probably three points in the film when I looked up and I said, "Wait a second, how did we get here <laughs> from like the previous two minutes?" Like a coach, like what happened? Yeah, and so that was de- that was definitely that was definitely one of them. Mm-hmm. I was oh, also man. really confused because I did I too around the same time in the movie. Kind of just like looked down or was like, you know, check something on my phone. And I looked up, I'm like, I was paying attention, but hold on. What's happening? Who's in there? Yep. Um, I'll tell you when the other moment like that occurred. I'll, I'll actually, I'll, yeah, I'll tell you right now. Mm-hmm. Essentially, um, so after the sequence, when they get the team together, we're going to go take down Buck. They have stagecoach Mary go in. Oh, that, this and, part did uh, not make sense to me. I not a lick, not a lick of this. sense. Why would you do that? Mm-hmm. Because, first of all, it's been established that, or at least I think it's been established, that Fields used to run with Love's gang. Buck knows that Love's gang took down his, like, his bank robbery heist team, and then she just goes in there to scout to buy a saloon. Like, how... Or why would she think that's a good idea? Especially if they're like, we know who you are. Like, what? Why would you? like? She gave a line, and I know she said something to the effect of, they won't do anything to me because of, they know who I am, or they won't think I'm with you, but I, I, I needed to pray on that one. I needed to pray on that one. I, oh, I, man. I don't. Yep. I just See, don't I missed it. that. I, I missed that, that point. Yeah, I missed that point. I missed that point. I don't know and, if there was a point other than to drive home the fact that they have a hostage. We need to go negotiate, and then we have to go rob a bank. Bro, bro. Okay, my see the thing. My my third time was in before that scene. So when they they take her as a hostage, she gets kind of choked out, but they let her go. 
the whole squad who she was trying to keep out of the town now go up into the town would have been better to have maybe two or three and have a couple hide but they had everybody out there in the open and so some things go down and essentially then nat love has to go to meet buck but he's walking inside to go see mary and then i guess talk to buck and next scene, he's strung up with his arms, getting punched oh, in the stomach. Oh, I didn't get that. I was like, bro. I was so confused on bro. how that happened. I'm yep. like, wait, did I miss something? Was this scene cut? Or like, <laughs> I, was like, I was like, that's a... We went from walking, all of a sudden getting punched in the yeah, stomach. Like, when happening? did you get captured? When, <laughs> when did this happen? And why and like, was he let go? Like, <laughs> bro, logistically, if you want me to rob a bank, why would you hurt me before you made me do that? I don't understand. I don't understand. I also don't understand. Like, is this the part where Andres Elba realized, like, this is how I make him part- turn into an outlaw? Is I make him rob a <laughs> bank for me? But we just don't I... know if he was an outlaw to begin with. But it's implied that he always was, and that robbing a bank was just, you know, with the cherry on top. Like, I don't know why him robbing a bank was such a big deal, which just leads me to believe that he wasn't actually an outlaw. And that this was the the part where Idris Elba turns him into an outlaw to enact revenge on, on their father, spoilers, if you haven't been paying attention so far, uh, their father, because it turns out that they're half brothers, and because why not? It's just, <laughs> and it's just like um, I'm confused. Like the whole point is that you hit the father, who is dead, by the way, and therefore could never know what happens to his son. He gets to turn into an outlaw, despite his father for trying to not become an outlaw. After being an outlaw. <laughs> the word outlaw was used like 30 times. Yeah. And if like... you're listening and you just didn't care and you haven't seen this movie, it sounds as dumb as, you, as I just <laughs> described it. Like, oh my. Dude, I was hoping more than anything that they weren't related. I was like, please, oh God, gosh. don't let these people I be brothers. I had a feeling they were. The, I like, did too, from the jump. Yeah. I was like, I would have appreciated it more if they had tied it in some other way because. We know, like, everybody's like, oh, that's my brother, that's my cousin, that's my father, yeah. that's my... I'm like, no, let's just make... Why can't it be something deeper than that? Yeah, why but... couldn't it have been deeper? Like, why couldn't it have been something, like, personal? Like, maybe Love's father did something awful to Buck and his family or something like that, yep. which is why he decided to come in and kill his wife. Like, maybe Love's father killed uh, Buck's wife or something. I don't know. Like, it could have been something a little bit more personal, a little bit more deep, but it was just... I guess, in a sense, is that, like, his... Their father killed his ex-wife, and Buck was mad about that. But like, I why I have know. to make them siblings? Like, you could have just replaced that mother figure with, like, you know, literally, like it could have still been his mother, but they didn't have to be related. Like, I don't know. Like, yep. Just yep. Because then I felt bad for e- like Idris Elba. I was like, oh dang, like. That sucks. Like, yeah. he's had a hard life. Which, I mean, is good, I guess, from a storytelling perspective of, like, you empathize with the film. But at the same time, I'm like, that came at the end. So it, was, it wasn't even really, like, a big, like, oh. It wasn't a big it was reveal. Kind of like, We've uh, already established that he is just a murderous lunatic. Like, who just yep. kills whoever. Like, he literally drags the guy he left the town in charge of and beats him with a gun. 
like smacks out his teeth and then guns a guy down in the street and then he blows that guy later up with dynamite like oh yeah i forgot about that Mm -hmm. and then he kidnaps fields and like beats her and tortures her it's just yep He's a bad guy. But I wish they developed him a little bit more. Been. I think, that, like, the fact that they revealed him to be the half-brother at, the, like, the last five minutes of the movie was uh, a missed opportunity to develop his character more. Mm-hmm. Could have been, and, like, I mean, so much so much better if, you know, it was revealed way earlier. And then, like, he has to struggle with that, like, do I have to kill mm-hmm. my brother kind of thing. And, like, it would have been really good internal, like, you know man versus self kind of thing but yep and i don't know if his backstory warrants the person he became like i get it his dad was abusive and he killed his mother but then he goes off and just starts killing everybody like that was Mm -hmm. it's just i don't know it's just so many things so many things that were just wrong with like the the second half of the i mean like the the plot i'm telling you like i mean yeah it's it's got its moments this movie for sure i mean there are definitely great sequences um like you know acting is great i think all the performances oh, he, are excellent i don't think pulled it through even, that pulled it yeah, through they pulled it through but this the plot just has so much left to be desired you know yes yes it's gonna say oh <laughs> we almost glossed over it but i definitely want to talk about the the bank robbing scene okay my whole problem with this is that it eventually it served no point they didn't have to do this at all. And here's why. Because they blow up the money anyway. Why couldn't it just be fake money? Why couldn't it just be a sack of beans? Why? They don't even you let raise. they don't even let Lakeith Stanfield's character check the money, right? Like he goes over and starts to check yeah. it and they're like, No, stop, don't do that. <laughs> Also, what the heck happened with, like, the bank, like, employee who, like, started giving them the money and seemed like he was on their side? Yeah, like, Did he you was running that? out with them and he's, like, putting the bag on the horse. I'm like, what was the was point like, is, of this? I said, where, like, I, I was like, I know I did not miss this much information yeah. in this film. <laughs> Dude, I was like, I, I've been paying pretty close attention. I don't think I missed anything. I mean, if you that deduce was... that, like, they weren't going to hand over, um fields like by giving them the money then like why rob the bank in the first place which was so against your moral code for whatever that meant in this life because we don't know what life you led Mm -hmm. to break that to on and off chance and then blow it all up in any way and get yourself in a shootout where like three of you die like i don't i don't understand i didn't get that additionally sequence but what were your thoughts on the bank sequence no, I was going to say, additionally, additionally, additionally. They made Cuffy, so, for those of you who haven't seen it, who are listening to this, female who wears men's clothing, and um, she basically was made to wear a dress to go to the bank, but but she's only, like, she only uses it to walk up to the, the I guess, the teller and ask for money. I was like, she could have done that in her normal clothes, yeah. A. B, they had two security guards, and this man, Nat Love, just pulls out two guns and just points them. I'm like, you're telling me one of those fools can't figure out how to shoot him? Like, <laughs> I was like, <laughs> like yeah. there are two of you. Yeah. He only has two guns. He can't pay attention. I did not. Uh, I, know, I, don't, I, I didn't feel believable that, like, because they came out with their guns first, and he only had one gun out. And I'm like, 
he pulls out the second gun so much later that I don't believe <laughs> that they would have just stopped in their tracks. Oh, dude. I mean, I was... I didn't know what to say. I was like, wow, I'm surprised he hasn't been shot. Yeah. I'm surprised, I'm surprised he hasn't, he hasn't been, been shot. shot. And then... I'm surprised they still haven't shot. <laughs> <laughs> like, I was like waiting for something to happen. And then he somehow gets them to disarm themselves. Dude, I was like, this is one man. Like, what is happening? It's one I, two <laughs> or three. I, there was like a whole group of people yeah. who were just standing there watching. I was like, you tell them, come on now. One of them don't got a gun yeah. or even can't just stand up and do something. Yeah, that was interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And also he said he wasn't going to try to kill anybody. So it's like you almost had more leverage at that point i mean obviously he has a gun but you almost have more leverage to then try and do mm-hmm. something because he's likely not going to kill you yeah uh. also somebody got shot not during this scene but like an earlier scene in both the oh sorry i forgot to say this on the train they shot the one soldier in the arm and the leg oh like, this is civil war times like he probably just lost two limbs like oh no that guy gonna be, died like, but then he ended up driving <laughs> the train away like, everything's nope. fine. I just don't have two bullets <laughs> in me, you know. <laughs> slowly dying of blood loss, yeah, but all good. Slowly dying of blood good. loss, and I'm pretty sure, uh, you know, my organs are failing, so. <laughs> <laughs> so this is probably the last uh, time I get to drive this so, thing. So uh, uh, this, ne- this is the last stop. I'm sorry. You guys can make it to your destination. <laughs> I'm just going to tap out here. Close my eyes. Maybe not open the room again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I just was reminded of that during the whole bank robbery sequence. And I needed to say something. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> and so, following the bank robbing sequence, all of a sudden we find ourselves back in, what was it, Redwood? Yeah. Um, The town of Buck and his associates. And let's just kick it off into the action. Because you already made mention of the fact that basically they bring this money in for them. To get Mary back. And they bring Mary back out, right? Um, and, Yeah, they bring Mary out. In the, Regina like, walks out with her. Yeah, yeah. And the other person. Mm-hmm. And then they blow up the money. Yeah, but and not I'm, before once the again, first stagecoach that they brought in randomly blows up and blows that guy's arm off. Which I and you never saw the dude again. You never saw I the dude again. I was like, was that he, I his figured arm? what happened was he opened it and there was like a tripwire explosive and boom goes the dynamite. But yeah, that I'm assuming that was his arm because like Reeves, U.S. Marshal Reeves goes, what which arm is that, left or right? Because I forget he made he mentioned some type of uh like like oh, want to place his He's, bet on like some type of joke. Yeah, he said, "I bet my right arm that I've killed more people than you have." Oh. I was like, "Oh boy." Yeah, because that's a normal thing to say to a person when they're you know doing a money exchange. Yep. that's just I don't know. It was silly, and then so that happens, and nobody's alarmed. Nobody, everybody's fine. No. <laughs> It's all good. Mary's still very much alive. Mary's nobody's still, pulled a nobody's gun on her or anything. Gun. No, no shootout started. It, everything's fine. Everything's good. Let's let's not think that the second wagon is going to be rigged with dynamite after the first one clearly was. And then <laughs> <laughs> So then the second one comes out and then like they go to check it and she's got a gun to the dynamite. They can see that they're going to do, possibly blow it up and they're like don't do it. Don't check that money. We robbed a bank for nothing cuz we're about to blow this wagon sky high. <laughs> and then the shootout happens. Not before, I guess, uh, Lakeith Stanfield pulls a slide oh. one on um, Jim. Bill, I think. 
Or no. I think Jim was the younger one, and then Pickett was the older one. Who was Jim? The young guy? Isn't... Who was like, I'm the fastest draw in the West No, that guy's Bill Pickett. And then... Bill Pickett was the older guy who was like sniping people from the roof. Oh. Really? Yeah. That was Bill Pickett? Who's Jim? I don't even see him on the... On the... <laughs> on the IMDb, uh, yeah, I'm on IMDb, and I don't. It's something. It's, it, I think Jim is like his second name. It starts with a B. Is the first one. Oh. Uh. Beckworth. Yes, there you go. Is were they related? I don't. I didn't, I didn't catch that. Cherokee Bill and Beckworth. I don't think so. Yeah, but anyways, I thought it was a good scene because I was just like, my whole time, I'm like, dude, why hasn't Lakeith Stanfield just shot this guy yet? Like, it was totally in his character, and then he does. I'm like, oh, okay, good. He at least stood, <laughs> stood to his character, so I thought that was a good little sequence. Because the guy was no, like, dude. why do they always count so slowly? <laughs> I was wondering. I was like, there is no way I wouldn't just shoot. He said five. Five. Four, put my bullet in. Four. Three, check the gun. I was like, okay. Yeah. And then, you know, it's time. they start shooting up everybody. And all My on. dad said maybe he's still alive. <laughs> I said, Dad, I don't, I don't he think just got he shot is. in the face. I don't think he's alive. <laughs> I think he might not be uh, <laughs> coming back from that one. So, oh, man. But, yeah, no, madness ensued. People were... But I'm not going to lie. They were literally standing out in the open the entire time. Uh-huh. And they were just destroying people who should have probably stayed in, like, the shelter or shops and just shot from out of there. Yep. But, For some reason, I mean, they guess. had to come out into the open. And then, like, uh, what, what, Cuffy comes out and just, like, jump up, jump, like, pops the two people next to a field. So I was like... What? That was crazy. That was, pretty that was crazy. And then, like, the, she <laughs> goes has, like, a melee... Or no, uh, Fields has a melee brawl with Regina King's character, Trudy. <laughs> they just go absolutely buck wild on each other. Yes. And I was like, she didn't kill her. She was, they were fighting and obviously she hit her across the face. Oh, I thought she died blood. in that moment. Oh, my friend. And we have a fun thing to discuss at the end of this particular uh, story. But yes, no. Oh, she. I thought she died. No, she was still around. How do you know she's still around? Do you think the end scene that was her? I think so. I thought that was... Oh, that was her. Oh. Yes, yes. But we can discuss, we can discuss. I was going to say, so following that, so Catfight, ultimately Mary wins. She goes back and reunites with Nat. Mm -hmm. And then... Oh, actually, and then I guess it's Reeves who was like, "Yo, you go, go get your your revenge. Don't miss." And so this man walks in. Also, I'm like, we just had a whole squad of people, two of which were our, our close friends, got killed. Oh, also during that sequence, Cuffy comes through and kills Cherokee Bill after he shoots Bill Pickett. Yeah. Yep, in the back. In the back. In classic Cherokee Bill. <laughs> That's style. that Cherokee. That Cherokee, that Cherokee Bill. Bill. Um, <laughs> Oh man! Yeah, but what did you think of his death scene? Do you think <laughs> I thought it was um like fitting? Like you know he kind of was drawn out. And he's just like I'm so dead right now. 
and like and it kind of like reinforced the idea like why he doesn't do fair fights because like he kind of does a fair fight with cuffy and she absolutely smokes him shows him right through the neck and then like he's just bleeding out and dying walks out onto the street and just collapses (laughs) i thought Uh, i love when she said uh before when they were talking about who's like how would she do against cherokee bill Mm -hmm. And they're talking about the fastest gun in the West, yeah. and she's like, "I see, I see her every day. I like look in the mirror, and they're laughing at her." But she proved it. She, she proved, proved it. it. She did prove it. Um, so yeah, big gunfight goes on. A lot of explosions inside the house that Idris Elba's in. Which I also find funny is that there's like a scene where like a bunch of people come in on horseback or whatever, in hoods, which I assume are just more crimson hood guys, and. Uh, Love is shot in the shoulder, but is still able to gunfight, wrangle a horse, and shoot all of them. All. Like, you were literally just shot in the shoulder. Yeah, and I don't think bullets were as good as they are now. So I think they would like warp and do other things in the yeah. body, which could blow they'd, like, off a they'd whole explode arm. in your shoulder, like you'd shred it to pieces. But yep. um, then there's like a scene where. Idris Elba blows that one guy up to smithereens and like they cut immediately to outside and there's no reaction to a literal bomb going off inside his house. <laughs> Dude, they were so like nonchalant yeah. about it outside. Like, I was like, oh, are they not going to say, what was what was that? Yeah. I wonder. I know there was like then, no destruction think- of the house that they showed. It was just like, oh, that just kind of happened and we don't really, we have no reaction to it. <laughs> <laughs> Which I thought was funny. No, and then I think Idris was like, he was literally looking out of the window at some point. And I was like, nobody just thought to maybe shoot this guy, like, while he's inside. Mm-hmm. Like, what is, what I is know, going like, on? The guy with the sniper, like, did he want it that personal? Like, he could have just sniped him. Yep. He was we literally made just, that a quick movie. Could have been quick. Could have been done. Over and done with. And then, you know... You have the whole scene where he reveals that he's his half-brother and then he implies or indicates that the entire reason they left him alive was to make him a, an outlaw to seek revenge on who exactly because they're dead. It would have been like, it just didn't really make sense and kind of been harping on it the whole time is that we don't really know if Love was even an outlaw to begin with. So um, it didn't really seem like that based on his character. He just seemed like he was hell-bent on revenge against the Crimson Hood, almost like a vigilante more than anything. Bounty Hunter was definitely like an active thing during the Western times, or at least during the, in the mythos of Western cinema. Uh, bounty Hunters are a thing. Um, Good use of the word mythos there. <laughs> yeah, I did. <laughs> you know, tweet out like uh, the first word, like there's like, a Twitter account that tweets out the first time the New York Times uses like a word. And uh, <laughs> it's a funny account to follow, but uh, uh, could do that for our podcast. Every time oh, yeah, true. Too. There you go, people. Mythos. Mythos. Um, but yeah, and then the movie kind of just ends with him killing Idris Elba. He doesn't really have time to kind of recollect his thoughts on the fact that he was just learned that Idris Elba is his half-brother. He just kills him in the next 20 seconds. Would have been much better if this was revealed earlier on. Just saying. And then they all just kind of ride off into the distance and we just see a quick shot of Regina King's character still alive looking at them. And that's where the movie ends. Now you're thinking, wow, he summed this movie up in about 47 minutes, which... This is pretty good, but I just want to point out that this movie is two hours and 15 minutes long. And we sum that movie up in about 40 minutes. 
It took us an hour, over an hour to do the French Dispatch, which is 90 minutes long. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Just to kind of highlight the bad pacing issues in this movie. There's just so much nothing that happens at certain points. I was... And it's like... Once again, it's, I don't even know. Like, they could have devoted it to maybe a little more mm-hmm. character development. Yeah. Because, I mean, I thought they were, like, good, great characters. Very memorable. But I feel like if you had done that a little bit more, you would have pulled through some of the plot points, I think, a little bit. Yeah, more. I agree. I think definitely the characters are memorable, but you could have developed. I feel like the main character was the least developed. Is that I the only mm. one who feels that way? Like, I feel like Nat Love's character was the least developed. The only time we're really seeing him, he kind of is one-dimensional throughout the entire movie. He's hell-bent on revenge. And the only time where he's challenged is that he has to rob a bank. But, like, it, it it's oh, so over and done with so quickly that it's, like, hardly could be worth calling, like, a development moment or a period of change for his character because... He's just like, I just got to do it. They got fields. They got fields. I got to do it. And then they do it, and it's a five-minute scene, and they're over. He doesn't even kill anyone. He just gets out of there. There's a couple of U.S. Marshals that I think shoot at them as they're trying to leave, and that's kind of it. That is the scene. It doesn't really develop his character in any way, and it almost just felt like filler to drag the plot on a little bit longer. Um, and Or they just wanted to have a bank robbing scene in a Western. I don't know. <laughs> it's just they like, got to hit all the... Hit all the fun spots, but <laughs> Did I we get a bank robbery scene. And, good, yeah, and then good. they find then he finds out that like his his half brother is the one he's been trying to kill all these years, and it he just does kill him anyway. But because he learns twenty seconds before he kills, him. dude, dude, I literally almost said I hope he doesn't do it at that point yeah. in time. Please just could have done a do something this like, thing. I don't know. Like, yep, it's just. And then who knows? Because then you could have had Idris in a second one, mm-hmm. and they could have been cool. Yeah, because they they're be clearly allies. with that ending trying to set up like a potential sequel. Yep. Um, oh, and I did. I guess there was a grave that was marked Nat Love at the end, to kind of signify that he's Nat Buck or something. I was wondering if he was going to go Nat Buck, or if like the life he had basically been leading up to that point was done now, and he was doing his own thing. It could have been that. Because, I mean, when you live a life of revenge, after you take that revenge, there's nothing left to live for. You know? Mm-hmm. You dig too... Well, you you do, you, purpose. Yeah, you dig too great. Like, I'm surprised this story was like... I mean, yeah, it's a classic revenge plot, but, like, there's so many of those. And sometimes those plots have, like, a deeper meaning to them. Like, it'd always be, like, revenge bad, which is also another classic cliche trope. But, like... Um, I'm surprised that they didn't really like reflect on that even a little bit. It was just like, oh, it's a revenge. And then he kills his half-brother the moment that he learns that he has a half-brother. Oh, we're related? Boom, boom, boom. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we are? No. No. <laughs> no. 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 <laughs> yeah, like a little uh, just, like, like Luke like, Skywalker yeah. freaking yeah. out into a... <laughs> From my point of view, the uh, Jedi are evil. <laughs> oh, okay, Anakin. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, dude. Yeah, no, that was a, um, that was an ending. That was an ending. That was an ending. That was, but yeah, the movie had bad pacing issues for sure. Um, and, and like, honestly, I think that's its only, like one of its only like, pacing. And then just because of the pacing, I think that just kind of threw off some of the other elements. Yeah, I think so. And like, they could have done like the, the funny thing is that they had 
if they had like they had a two hour runtime and they could have come they could have really packed that in with a lot of character development and like backstory for our characters but they chose not to and it dragged on a lot like it, this plot this movie could have been 90 minutes <laughs> like it's it, it, it is it is kind of a quick story it just there's a lot of stuff that just doesn't necessarily matter i guess uh at the end of the day and which is a shame because they have good moments there's points that they lead to that are great moments but it just doesn't have the um the infrastructure the building blocks that to support it infrastructure you were killing it with the diction today <laughs> i don't know what's going goodness. on man i don't know i think i read too many <laughs> just i think don't. i read too many news articles today <laughs> <laughs> that's fair that's fair yeah. it's a buzz term these days yeah. but no i i do the pacing and then it's just they could it could have even i would have been cool with flashbacks like if we just yeah, flashbacks. talk about something and then flashback mm-hmm. and then it shows okay so we can establish to how we got to this point and what happened in the past i don't i don't even care yeah. about that even I even do that. i don't even like necessarily like a flashback as a story device i think it could have worked in this movie just a little bit give us like a little bit more backstory to nate or at least give us a montage like a quick 30 minute 20 minute montage of him growing up from his 10 year old self to his what he is today like and I also think they could have probably held off of killing Cortez to later in the movie to kind of give progression in the story of him getting this revenge because they kind of just do it all at the end. Like the whole yep. movie is leading up from the freaking beginning to the end of the movie, <laughs> and it's like this entire build up to that. And for those of you who don't know, Cortez is the dude with the scorpion yes. on his hand from the beginning mm-hmm. of the the flick. Mm-hmm. Oh man. But you know, I even like uh so I was thinking like more of uh the the Tarantino fly like case in point once upon a time in Hollywood when they flash back to um Cliff's uh I guess his like wife yeah. and then when she's like yelling at him and he's on a boat and he has a harpoon and they only just do that like for like a minute and then it goes away. Uh-huh. They could have done that yeah, just yeah, like that, just that's uh, that's like a fine use of the flashback device, but I think using like that story device for like longer periods of like five to ten minutes yeah. would be a little mm. But like yeah, yeah, we don't need to rehash, to rehash that. But like yeah, the, in the case of notes. Once Upon a Time, where it's a quick like twenty second clip, and it's kind of funny in a way. But like it's meant to be more <laughs> like a comical like device, and like to be like yeah, this is kind of an insight of his character. I think that's when it works the best. But that's me. Absolutely, mm-hmm. absolutely. Oh man, yeah, dude, that uh, you hit on all the points that I was literally gonna talk. Did you have a favorite character? I'm just oh, Lakeith Stanfield is my favorite character. He's okay, Cherokee when he takes out the knife and just starts cutting the dude yeah. inside of his legs, I was like, oh, Damn. This is bad, I don't man. like violence, and I'm like, oh yes, you do. <laughs> oh, that was a lie. <laughs> oh, oh boy, oh boy, oh no, no, no. <laughs> Oh man, how does this rank among, I guess, some of your top westerns? I don't even know how many westerns I've seen to really mm. like give you a good uh, portrayal. I was never big on western films growing up. Uh, it's not that I don't like them; it just felt like it was outdated because there was a time in Hollywood where all they made were westerns. Like think back to Clint Eastwood, like just all westerns. But I don't know. Uh, it's I, it's an average western movie to me like i think my favorite western would still be django uh i don't think that's gonna change oh. uh, okay it's a good one and i don't even know what other western movies are 
really, but true grit, I guess would be. Uh, I guess that was. I guess like No Country for Old Men is a western. Is it? I mean, it takes place in Texas. I don't know. It's not. Do you think that um, classic western movie? There will be blood. Is it be considered a western? I guess yeah. That would definitely might be my favorite western actually. uh, That movie is definitely (laughs) my favorite movie of uh, the two thousands. Really? That was an incredible. I mean, that's just. I mean, mean, that movie is just carried. I mean, it's carried by really great performances, but. um, Daniel Day Lewis. Daniel Day Lewis. Yeah, sorry, I couldn't. (laughs) His name was blank. You were good. Daniel Day Lewis (laughs) was just so evil in that movie. It, it was harrowing. It was amazing to watch. It was just unbelievable to watch in that movie dude maybe we should just do a podcast on that i don't care that it's been out i would i haven't seen that movie in a while i would totally watch for a podcast episode it'd be great okay rehash that one um definitely but yeah so what were your you know who's your favorite character and uh i will say it was probably cuffy i i loved her heart Mm -hmm. out there and it's funny because she had this i guess a childlike sense of wonderment she had like the big eyes mm-hmm. and she uh everything kind of seemed new and everybody kind of doubted her but she always came through in the end and uh she took a number of bells for the team mm-hmm. just to help get the dub at the at the end so I had to respect that yeah where would yeah. you rank this in your favorite westerns okay okay so my favorite western of all time is tombstone I, don't think I've seen I would that. probably put this dude. Okay, we gotta do. We gotta do a podcast. That's a great flick. <laughs> but I'd probably put this in the in the middle. In the middle. Middle. It was entertaining. If you want to watch. Also, if you're not watching it with maybe like a film connoisseur. Yeah. Then it'd be like, like if you oh, just okay, want to have I a good like time and don't necessarily yeah. care about a good plot or like a well concrete plot. Like yeah, it's a good time. It's a good time movie. It's a fun movie. You know. A Definitely. guilty pleasure movie, for sure. <laughs> it's like, oh, what, you want to watch the Harley Fall? Yeah, let's do it. Let's get some popcorn. I, I, I think it's let's worth the it. watch. I mean, it's fun. Um, I agree. It can drag a little bit, but it has it pays off in some really fun action sequences, and so you know, and a great performance. And a couple. Oh of yeah, great performances all around. Like, can't go wrong. If you like westerns, I would watch it. Absolutely, mm-hmm. absolutely. Oh man! Any other thoughts there, Bud? No, I think uh, I think we hit on everything that I've uh, you know I wanted to talk about. What about you, Palmer? No, same. We uh we got that one going. Excellent. Well, thanks so much for listening, everyone. That has been the What You Got podcast. I'm your host, Charlie Bud. Joined with me, as always, is the wonderful Jordan Palmer. Uh, you can listen to us on you know whatever podcast app every Monday. Sorry, we're late again, and we're honestly, guys, <laughs> I'm gonna just tell you right now, we're not having an episode next week thanksgiving weekend it's a little busy it's gonna be tough so stay tuned to catch us in two weeks and um be sure to follow us wherever you listen we're on youtube now go subscribe to our youtube channel this episode the youtube episodes will usually come out like a day later than the podcast episode so just takes so much longer guys all right i'm sorry um it takes like literally two hours to get a video up (laughs) it takes time um so and then Make sure you follow us on social media. Palmer, why don't you hit them with that social media? All right. You can follow us on Instagram at What You Got Podcast, which is spelled W H A T C H A, or on Twitter at What You Got Cast, which is spelled the same way. And until next time, peace out.